Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. The first reading is found in Acts chapter 3, verses 13 through 26, found on pages 1,695 and 96 in your Pew Bible. Peter said, The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, even though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man, whom you see and know, was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can all see. Now, brothers... I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that it is Christ, that his Christ would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, 
and that he may send the Christ who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. He must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything, as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from among his people. Indeed, all the prophets from Samuel on, as many as have spoken, have foretold these days. And you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He, he said to Abraham, Through your offspring all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he set, sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. Here in the first reading. The second reading is from 1 John chapter 5 verses 1 through 6 found on pages one th found on page 1903 Everyone who believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands this is love for God to obey his commands and his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. Here is the reading.
The gospel this morning is found in John chapter 20, verse 19 through 31, found on pages 1,686 and 87 in your pew Bible. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the, dis when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hand and said, and his side. The After he said this, he showed them his hands and side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they they are forgive, forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas called Didiosmus Didiosmus one of the twelve one of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the, door, the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then, then he said to Thomas, Put your hand here. He said, See my hands? Reach out your hands and put, a, put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did, Jesus did many other miracle signs in this in this presence miraculous signs in the, the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ the son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name the gospel of the lord thanks be to god
Well, it's nice to meet you, Hallie. What brings you here? Well, I'm here to tell you about my business. Really? What business is that? You know that owl that's leaving from the middle of the field? Uh-huh. That's my Easter egg farm. Easter egg farm? Yep. There's some folks that call me the Easter Bunny. Wait. You're the Easter Bunny? Yep. As in, the Easter Bunny who hops around distributing eggs every Easter. That's me, sonny. My family's Easter egg farm. That's been my family's Easter egg farm for over a hundred years. I'm a seventh generation of my family to be in the Easter Bunny business. Just like my pastor before him, and he's got before him. I get the idea. Well, I had no idea I've been living such, next door to such a celebrity for the past four years. Well, I, I try to keep a low key. Well, to be honest, and with all due respect, I didn't even know you actually existed, let alone your name was Howie. I've been at that Easter Bunny business as long as one of four people. Like I said, I kind of try to live on the down low. Let's go about my business. But this is kind of slow last year because then kids didn't go out for Easter egg hunts. Why? Nowhere to find eggs. I can imagine. But this year, there's been more kids going hunting, out hunting Easter eggs. So I got my business picking up again. Got in over my head. This year, about a month in intermittent, I knew I was going to have to work overtime to get my supply out. I even hired a business manager to help keep track of my informal hat jobs. The Easter Bunny has a business manager. Hi there, my name is Dora. I am a duck. And I'm here. And I'm the Mr. Hand's business manager. <coughs> nice to meet you as well. I haven't seen you around before, though. I just graduated from college and moved here right after graduation. Really? Congratulations. Thank you. I graduated from the University of Oregon. The home of the ducks. Of course, I should have guessed. Graduated with a degree in accounting with a minor in agriculture studies and graduated Marion Cool Lost Days. Why? Of course. So Dora's here with me. Dora here has been helping me make sure I got enough eggs for all the kids. And I see. So how how's all that been going this year? I'm a happy as a possum, a fortune, a sweet potato pie. If the business keeps up like this and the humans keep the COVID down, I can finally beat by that green bundle on the beach in Miami and have my own for years. And I can afford to go to grad school and get my advanced degree. Eventually work my way up to the North Pole and work for, well, you know. Right. Indeed. Well, come to think of it, though, since you're both here, have you ever actually thought about why you're in the business you're in? Well, it's funny. Should I ask her? Um, no, I can't say I ever have. I always just thought it was about getting eggs out to the kids. Well, there's a special meaning behind those eggs. But first, I need to take you back away. 2,000 years to be exact. 2,000 years? That's why I was dirt in my field in dog years. What? Well, 2,000 years ago, there was a man named Jesus. 
He walked around the country he lived in, which we now call Israel, telling people about God. You see, Jesus was no ordinary man. He was God who was born on earth as a human being to tell people about God and bring them into a relationship with him. How did he do that? He healed the sick, cured incurable diseases, helped feed people, raised the dead, and most of all, told people that God loved them and wanted them to be part of his family, even if no one else thought God should love them or accept them. He told them that God wanted them to be part of his kingdom and that his kingdom was open to everyone. Not just people who are trying to be perfect or keep a set of rules, but to everyone. And Jesus was going to be king of that kingdom. Jesus' kingdom was, and is, a place where God loves and accepts everyone who believes in him, no matter who they are. But there was a problem. Some people didn't like what Jesus was saying and doing. They saw him as a threat to what they believed, especially how they believed God should be toward people and what he should think of them. They also especially didn't like the fact that Jesus was saying he was the Son of God. And most of all, they were threatened by the fact that Jesus was calling himself a king, even though he wasn't an actual earthly king. So they decided he was trouble, and they further decided to try to get rid of him. Well, that was right awful. And the sad part is, they eventually succeeded. They had Jesus arrested on false charges, especially claiming to be a king trying to overthrow the Roman emperor, claiming he was God instead of God, and breaking their religious laws. They had it brought before the high priest, then the Roman governor, who both decided he was guilty of the religious and civil crimes he was accused of, and sentenced him to death. Oh, yes. They nailed him to a cross, then left him to die, and then he died. That's terrible. Well, would be. Except that, that that was actually why Jesus came to the world in the first place. Not just to be a teacher, not just to tell people about God, not even to work miracles, but he actually came to die. Yes. When he died on the cross, he offered himself as a sacrifice to take the punishment for everyone's sins on himself and suffered the death everyone deserved to die for their sins. By dying and offering himself as a sacrifice, he took away everyone's guilt for their sins, and in doing so, also removed the sin which separated God from people. By doing that, he made it easier for people to come to God without having to make up for their sins first, and to have a free and open relationship with him, without having to keep certain rules and laws to show they were worthy enough for a relationship with God. That means anyone who believes in God has a relationship with Exactly, Mr. Mr. Hare. Even though we may want to set terms and conditions on each other, or only want to associate with people who fit our rules and standards, God doesn't do that to us. He loves and accepts us just as we are, because Jesus died for us. That makes sense, but it's still sad Jesus died. It is. And when Jesus died, his followers put him in a tomb. But that's not the end of the story, though. Jesus didn't stay dead forever. Yippee! Right. He only stayed dead for three days. But then after those three days, he came back to life again. He walked out of the tomb, breaking right out of the tomb, just like a gold breaks out of its eggshell. 
and associated it with Jesus. Just as eggs bring new life, Jesus brings new life. Everyone who believes in Jesus not only has the promise to live forever after death, but the chance to live a new life in this life. Jesus offers everyone the chance to break out of the life they're living now and start a new life. Jesus offers everyone the chance to break away from their old habits, ways of thinking, and ways of doing things, and live a new life. He also helps them live that new life. Wow. And, just like you, put, you can't put an animal back in its egg when it's broken out of its shell, when Jesus helps you live a new life, you've broken out of the life you once lived, and you can't go back. You can't go back to the life you once lived. Jesus helps you live the new life he wants you to live now, and he gives you the power to live that life. Well, how? That's amazing. Well, it's been fun, but you guys said back to home. The missus will be worried sicker than a dog if we ain't back for dinner. Well, it was great meeting with you and chatting with you. Say, don't be a stranger. Stop on over some sometime. Now that the weather's warmer, I plan on spending more time in the yard working in my garden, practicing my golf swing, and just relaxing on the front porch. And I'd love some company if you've got time. Well, thank you kindly. Now, I need some over. I got more time than my balls. I'll come over and say how. Sounds great. See you later. See you later, you hear? Bye. Bye. life everlasting. Amen. Please feel free to place your offerings in either one of the plates at the back of the section. We want our visitors and guests to know you are no, under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. Alive in the risen Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, we bring our prayers before God, who promises to hear us and answer in steadfast love. You shower our, your church with grace, O God. Unite the whole church on earth so that with one heart it testifies to the resurrection of Jesus Christ with the power and love. Lord, in your mercy. You direct the nations, O God. Guide in authority that they shepherd your, their peoples in the ways of your love. Bestow the peace of Christ upon those in authority and breathe upon them in the, them the Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. 
You place within the heart of the church a spirit of sharing. Give us the power of your generous spirit that we provide for the needs of others. Announce your peace to the to those who are lonely, hurting, suffering, or afraid. Lord, in your mercy, you give us fellowship with another with one another in this congregation. Shine the light of the risen Christ in our life together, so that we live in love for one another and our joy may be complete. Lord, in your mercy, you share the gift of eternal life. In thanksgiving and remembrance, we recall the lives and gifts of those who now live in endless joy. Unite us with them in resurrection hope. Lord, in your mercy, in your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, and forgive us against us. Let us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. May God bless all your days and nights this coming week. May God bless you when you wake up and when you go to sleep. May God bless you when you travel and when you're at home. May God bless you when you work and when you play. May God protect you and keep you and all your loved ones safe. May God bless you. May God bless your present and your future. May God bless you now and forever. Amen.
Go in peace, serve the Lord. Please be seated. To subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.